Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining uh, my podcast today. I've got a wonderful Interbiz member, Kim Churcher from Wales, England Care, that's joining me today. Um, she's got a fabulous business and she's a fabulous entrepreneur. In fact, she's such a good entrepreneur. She was Entrepreneur of the Year last year, weren't you, Kim, with us? <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah, thank interview. you very much. Yeah, so welcome, welcome to my podcast. So just tell everybody just a little bit about Kim, where you've come from, what your journey has been. And just to, just to get people have a little bit of a background of what uh, Wales England Care is about and what Kim Churcher is about. Okay, well, if I go back, um, how far back do I go? Well, I wasn't always the best in school. I struggled with reading and writing. And I think that is because my dad was in the army, so I moved around a lot okay. and was taught different things in different schools. So I was never an academic, but I always thought, thought on my feet. So I spent most of my time in school in the corridors talking to the dinner ladies and I knew my headmaster on first name basis. So I was never, like I said, an educator. Yeah. Um, so when I left school, I went into the care industry, um, as a lot of people do, uh, when they got small children as well, and they go into care, and I loved sure. it. So yeah. I'd done health and social care for many years, and then my assessor said to me the one time I was doing my qualification, I said, have you ever thought about becoming an assessor? And I said, well, me, don't be daft. You know, I struggle with reading and writing. And she said, no, I think you'd make a good a good assessor. So back many years ago, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. I'll try it. So I started assessing. Oh, my God. I loved it from day one. I loved selling. I was selling after three days. I didn't have a bloody clue what I was selling. <laughs> but I was selling after three days. I was invited to weddings, bar mitzvahs, you name it. I was invited to it. Oh, so amazing. I knew that that was what, what I wanted to do. Very shortly then in my career, um, I progressed to a team leader role. And then I was asked to go and set up health and social care um, for work-based learning in a, in a big prime contract holder. So that's how I got into the education side of it. Mm -hmm. And then I set up health and social care for training providers in Wales. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do this for myself. And then I took the leap. I handed my notice in to my, my job and I was at a senior level. And I thought, no, I'm just going to take the risk and I'm going to do it. So I left on uh, in July and set up my own business on the 1st of August 2009. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, from there, it's, it's been a roller coaster mind and it's been tough, hard work, but I've loved every minute of it. And we've gone from me being in the office in the house now to having over 120 staff and doing training and domiciliary care services, which is what my passion is and what I love. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's it. in a nutshell. Oh, fantastic. And I think, you know, it, it's true what they say. If you love what you do, and I say this to people, I love people. And I love connecting people in business and putting events on because I used to host parties and girly nights in my house. And, you know, I did it in for my friends and now I'm doing it in my business. And I think if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, do you? No, no. I mean, when the pandemic arrived, because obviously with the two businesses, we've got the training business, which is UK wide. And then we've got the domiciliary care services, which is all of Wales. So when the pandemic hit, the training side, we'd already facilitated that every assessor, everybody within that business could work remotely and work from home. So we closed the offices in Bristol, Newport and Swansea, and everybody just went working from home. So I said to my senior management team in the training side, I am stepping away from you now. I need to go into the domiciliary care because they're going to need my support. Yeah the pandemic and make sure that I can give them whatever it is they need me to do yeah. just to support them 
So I gotta say, I've loved every minute of it. There's been mm. tears. I've been on an emotional roller coaster because I think when you you go through the ranks, you know, I started off as a hands-on care and worked my way up. Yeah. So actually going back to hands-on care after all twenty odd years of doing other things made me fall in love with it all over again and yeah. realize actually the service that these people offer out there in the community. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. And no. to actually go in and help people when they've got nobody else there is such an amazing feeling. There's no amount of money in this world can make you feel as good as that feels. So I've kind of fallen in love with it all over again. You know, I'm just doing the things of making making them dinners, running around to their house, doing their washing, do it, supporting the carers, going out doing care shifts, and the cuddles that I'm having off a of service Aww. user melts my heart honest to god it's mm. so nice being back out there yeah and makes me realize you know i think you do sometimes you get caught up when you're the ceo or you're the managing director and you've got all the other things that's going on in business yeah sometimes it can take you away from the reason why you started it in the first place yeah for me in all of this pandemic that's what that have taught me is to fall back in love with hands-on care again and appreciate exactly what that is yeah and I know it's funny you should say that because obviously as you know you're a member of Intrabiz and um every week the girls ring Carly rings and you know the team usually ring to say about what events are coming up and um obviously we had to um furlough one of the staff because of you know thinking that not not as much money would come in so I said well actually Carly I'm going to support you because she couldn't do that job on her own and I'm going to help ring the members so um, we've now got another girl that started because obviously we are getting more memberships now and we had to take on yeah. another girl. And I, But I started ringing the members myself. And what I said to, to, to Paul and Carly was, I've loved it because, A, I feel as though I'm touching my clients again, excuse the pun, that I'm yeah. getting in contact because I don't always speak to all the members because I'm obviously working on the business, as yeah. we do as, as, as managing directors yeah. of the company, yeah. you know, because you have otherwise you're not going to grow. You've, absolutely but what I have loved about it is being able to do this and and as you said it's like we're still here to serve our clients the reason that we're still here is because we want to make sure that everyone who joins our network and it's a membership part of the service is putting on events so that's yeah. why we had to pivot the business and then the reason that I started doing podcasts was to raise the profile of Intrabiz um obviously to attract more people but then after about a week of me doing my own podcast I thought well actually this is a great way to portray our members even further and, and offer it as a free yeah. service. So it's been a double whammy for both of us, I think, yeah. you know, for the fact yeah. that, because at the end of the day, we still want to serve our clients as much as we can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and for getting first-hand feedback from the clients, you know, the service users, their family members, it's so heartwarming when, you know, because we can get bogged down with everyday business life, yeah. you know, we get a complaint in or, or we're thinking about how we're going to pay our bills or we're making sure this is happening, making sure that our staff are having what they need. Sometimes it can take you away from fundamentally why we're doing what we're doing and what the passion that we started it with. Yeah. And I think for me, what it has done is out of this pandemic is I, I've, fell back in love with it yeah. and when I'm talking to my senior management team and having board meetings with the training and I'm going in and I'm talking about what the carers are doing about the service users and you know and yeah. I, I'm actually in tears there and they, and everybody's just looking at me going oh you've fallen in love with it all over again haven't you and I said yeah I never fell out of love with it 
But actually being out there again on the front line, on seeing the service users, working with the staff cl more closer now than I was, I absolutely take my hat off to them, admire the jobs they are doing. Absolutely. So very, very proud of them. I, I could burst with how proud I am of them. Yeah, of course. And I, I suppose that's probably helped to motivate your team, the fact that they, you know, you've, it's a message really to them that you're not too big to come on down into the, oh, the front line yeah. and work with them. Because I always say, you know, what, however high you go up in a company, it's hard to go up that, that, that ladder, but then it's so easy to fall back down again, isn't it? Oh, and it's, absolutely. it's how you deal with people along the way. So how important do you think it is to, to, to motivate a team when you're, you're in this, this current climate? Oh, it's everything. Yeah. It's so important to keep the motivation going yeah. because, you know, people look up to their managers and they look up And to, their leaders. Yeah, people within those positions. And how you're coming across is, is going to affect the whole team. So... You know, I'm very, I'm quite upbeat and I'm, I'm a very positive person yeah, anyway. Um, but I think what this have done is brought us even closer together yeah. as a team. Absolutely. And, you know, times are hard in any business and you have your, you know, everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses. And that's the whole point of having a team is you surround yourself with people who are better at you than in certain things, you know, because we're not Absolutely. brilliant at everything. And that's one thing Richard Branson said to us when we were on NECA in December was, Always surround yourself. He said, I hire people who are better than me. And I said, that's yes, the same applies. that's right. Absolutely. Never be afraid of that. Always embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, there is good times and bad times with business, Kim. What has been your yeah. worst part of your business? You know, what mistakes have you made in your business and what did you learn from it? And then we'll talk about the, your wins. Oh, right. I suppose it's hard, really, to say the worst mistakes because worst can always be the best as well. Yeah. So I suppose worst would be is I've always put, I suppose I in the past, I've put too much trust in individuals that I've brought into the organisation Yeah. and trusted them to get on with the job. Um, and then I found out that it hasn't quite gone that way, as you know. Yes. You know, we've had people come in and they thought they can do it and they've taken our ideas and tried to do it themselves and actually it hasn't While you worked. were paying them? <laughs> While I was paying them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say that's been one of the, I think I've learned a lot over the years about resilience and how to take um, those situations because initially I took everything so personal. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing to overcome where as you grow and the more people you have within your business, You've got to stop taking everything so personal. Uh, funny enough, I said the same. I did an interview a couple of weeks ago on one of the podcasts. I can't remember who it was because I've done quite a few now. But that I was saying the same thing is when I first set up the business and if people didn't join Intrabiz, I'd say, well, why are they not joining? You know, we believe in our own product, but sometimes it's circumstances, it's timing, it's budget. You know, it's yeah. just not the right time for them. You know, so there's lots of reasons and you shouldn't take business personal, should you? No. Unless somebody had a personal vendetta against you, and obviously Absolutely. then you get solicitors involved in that. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so uh, um, yeah, the, that I would say that would be one of the worst, but can also be one of the best as well because there's no point in in employing people if you can't trust them. No, because why you know if you can't trust them, then you might as well do it yourself. Which then you can never do. You would never grow your business if you want to grow your business to be global. And I've always said. We are going to be a global business. Go big or go home. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Me too. 
you know, for me, you, it, you've got to bring people in with that expertise and being able to let go and let them manage. Yeah. Because why am I buying that resource in otherwise if I'm not allowing them to do it? Exactly. So you've got your good and you've got your bad and it's how you manage that, I the suppose. balancing. And I think, yeah, it's sometimes difficult, especially like, you know, for, for intrabiz with us, I grew it from nothing, from a kitchen table. And yeah. now all of a sudden to the franchises, I've got to let go a bit, you know? And I've yeah. been a little bit, ooh, you know, it's it's very hard to let go of something and you yeah. know, to, 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 to let them, you know, have the freedom to succeed. Absolutely. And you, but you have yeah. to, you're right, you have to do that. Yeah, I have found that quite difficult. And they laugh at me now, my senior management team, because I, I do let go. But then I I remember and I'll go back to them and I say, right, I haven't forgotten. Can you update me on this? Yeah. And they start laughing, you know. Yeah. And it, it's, I suppose, yeah, that's one of the best and one of the worst. It comes hand in hand, I suppose. Yeah. You have to trust the people that you work with and you have to trust the the expertise and the knowledge that you're buying in. Because no, I don't know it all. No. But me as neither. a team... <laughs> Yeah, as a team of people, we can bounce ideas off one another. And yeah. that have worked immensely well. But also, I've been quite negative in the past. You've just got to have that right team and mix of people. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, we've talked about, you know, failures and mistakes in the business. And I always like to end on the positives. Although I do think a failure is still a positive. As I yeah. always said to my kids growing up, the bigger the failure, the bigger the learn. And you hopefully, well, if you make a big yeah. mistake, you won't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> so, but obviously there's failures, That's but right. then there's lots of wins that we like to celebrate. So what would you say is one of your biggest achievements in your in your company to date, Kim? Oh, my God. You've probably got uh, many. <laughs> or share some of them. Yeah. Um, I would say winning growth business of the year. Brilliant. Was a massive achievement for us. Because, you know, we'd gone to the point of, a couple of years ago, practically losing everything yeah. to turning that around in a short space of time and then winning um, business of the year, you know, growth business of the year within that space of time was amazing. To win the uh, entrepreneur of the year, you know, I would never have thought I would have achieved that, you know, and uh, it's hard for me to say about all the achievements because to me it's about we provide a good service. That's a massive achievement for me to see that service users are getting the service they, des they deserve. My team, seeing them excel, yeah. seeing them achieve things that they thought they would never do, yeah. makes me quite proud. And then going and growing the way we are, you know, and then like I spoke to you earlier about we're going now over to Malta. We've talked about setting up business in Malta for so many years. Now it's starting to happen and now it's starting to become real. Brilliant. So that's a massive achievement as well to say that when I first started that we was going to be a global business 11 years ago. Now we're starting to achieve that. So mm. for me, that's a massive win for us. Yeah, it's amazing. So I think yeah. a message really um, today for the audience, Kim, is never give up, isn't it? Oh, never give up. Never, ever give up because if you care about yourself and you care about what you do and you love and you're passionate about it, you will overcome anything. Yeah, and I can, I and can see And there will be passion. obstacles. Yeah, there yeah. will be people who want to put obstacles in your way, but you will overcome them. You will learn from them and you will overcome them. And you will, if you're anything like me, you like to prove people wrong. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and I think actually, so, you know, there's a lot of people, like I, I, I spoke to Daryl from Creation earlier on and we had an interview and. He said he was inspired by his teacher. And I think teachers are very influential 
from a young age because they can either inspire you, they can either demotivate you or they can fiercely motivate you. So who has inspired you over the years? Yeah. Who has inspired you? Richard Branson. Yeah. Have inspired me over the years because his background is very similar to my background or my background is very similar to his background. And he was told he wouldn't achieve anything. And I was told um, in school that I wouldn't achieve much um, because of what well, the issues I had um, with reading and writing. Um, so for me, that have pushed me on and spurred me further to, to prove them wrong. Uh, so Richard Branson have been a good inspiration to me and I and I, I do think me a lot too. of him. Yeah, me too. Um, individuals, um, I can't say that there was any particular teacher as I was growing up that inspired me because, you know, I was, I spent most of my time in the corridor. So. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, demoted, I suppose, was in school because their lack of understanding of alternative teaching yes. at that time. I mean, you know, I'm 50 this year, so we're talking a couple of years ago when I was yeah. in school. Yeah. Um, and they didn't understand alternative teaching back then. So you was either deemed as a naughty child or you was, you know, you was a good child. There was no other options, really. So I was always the one that was in trouble. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds quite familiar. And I think... You know, when people, you know, people used to say to my mum or, you know, her, her attention span, she seems to daydream. But I wasn't daydreaming. I had loads of ideas in my head, you know, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do, isn't it? They have ideas, yeah. so they're constantly spinning round and yeah. they can't, you can't, you, they're so excited about doing stuff. And I, I always had it in me, but obviously I didn't start my business until um, 11 years ago with Intrabiz. And prior to that, I did a lot of freelance work, you know, but, uh, yeah. but you know, I think you always have it in you. And that's oh, why there's, there's different traits of entrepreneurs, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because I've always known I was different. And that's hard to kind of put into words. I always knew I was different. And I always knew, like, I've never been satisfied, if you know what I mean. I'm always looking for the next thing. <laughs> Me too. And it's like, we've, we've achieved so much. And then I'm like, yes, yeah, great, but... I want to go on now and I want to do this and I'll get there and then I go yeah but I got this to do now and I and I say to Chris is that normal is it normal to be like this my ex-husband my ex-husband used to say that to me he used to say to me right you're never bloody satisfied you always want more and I went I'm aspirational I want I like to achieve goals I like goals in my life and I like to achieve them you know and yeah. uh, my, you know, it's funny. It's funny, but uh, my mum, my mum and dad always say, you know, oh, what next? You're always doing <laughs> something, or you're always thinking of something else. And I went, I've got goals. I want to achieve them, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could be in a conversation, and I might not be with you for five minutes because you might have said something, and I'll click something. I'll click in my mind, and I'm off <laughs> thinking about what. What am I going to do about that? You know. And then they got to drag me back into the conversation, and it's like. <laughs> This can't be normal. This can't be normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. So what would you say um, the top three tips to be successful in business are? Never give up. Yeah. If you believe in it, it will happen. Yeah. And, and so that's one. Hard work. Yeah. It will be hard work. Don't be afraid of hard work. Embrace it. Yeah. Um. And I suppose, what would the third one be? Uh, surrounding yourself with the right people that's going to support you together. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, which leads me on to say, obviously you're an Intrabiz member. You, you know, you, you, I hope you like networking. So how important do you think it is for the listeners today that are perhaps looking to set up their own business? Is it important to go networking or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I mean, you know, Trace, I've always struggled with networking, always. Chris have always been the one. I've always pushed him to be the one to go and do the networking because I'm very much in my own world and I know what I know. And But what it have taught me over the couple of years we've been with Intrabiz is that actually it does you more good to network than anything else. You might not get what you think you need from it, but it's getting your name out there. Mm. People get to know you. And actually... When they're talking about you then, that goes on to, and I know there was an example, I can give you an example of an Intrabiz member talking about Wales England Care while they were sat in a hospital waiting for a family member to come out. And one of my um, staff now that we've got was coming for an interview to Wales England Care and just happened to overhear an Intrabiz member say good things about Wales England Care and she turned around them and said i go for an interview with them next week oh amazing who was uh, that i think it was um Marcus suzanne suzanne oh. was in uh, they were picking up a family member oh, uh, this amazing. was going back before the um covid19 and oh. they came for an interview and said oh i've only ever heard really good things about you so if we hadn't been part of the intrabiz network and we hadn't actually told people about us then they would never hear that conversation no. so it's not always about it's not always about getting something out of business if you like it's about spreading the word and and building up spreading the love <laughs> yeah, yeah it is it's building your brand I suppose and although there might not be somebody that you think you're selling to actually it's important because people remember those things. Yeah. So think, for us, that's what it's done for us. Yeah. And I think also, you know, relationships take time. It's yeah. not always, something always doesn't come straight away and it could be a couple of years down the line. You Absolutely. Know? You know? Yeah. But then yeah. it's like when you relay things back, you actually analyze, you might get a referral from someone that you've met at Intrabiz and you've had, you could have got a really big contract and you think it's come from that person. But then when you relay it back, it could have been that it was too intrabiz. You just until you start analysing it properly, yeah. You, you know, it's quite interesting when uh, yeah. you know when you get that. Well, it's isn't word it? of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. That's the biggest seller in any business is word of mouth, and it's about you know core values. And as long as people can see you're genuine about what you're doing, people will buy that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, but if people don't know about you, they're not going to buy off you, are they? So no, that's right. Fantastic. Yeah. So. Where, where next, Kim? What's, what's your vision for the next three to five years? Where will you be, do you think? What, what goals have you got? Well, I've always said within the next 18 months, I'm going to have a nursing home. Amazing. So it looks like it's going to be in Malta now. Woo-hoo! Well, they say what you focus on, you make yeah. it happen. You've got to yeah. implement things uh, and act on absolutely. it. Absolutely. And then we'll look to, um, we're out in, well, touch words, as long as the lockdown is over. We're out in Dubai in November for October for the expo. And then we'll see what business opportunities there are for us over there. I'm sure there'll be plenty. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all I said from the beginning, we will be a global business. We will be a global business. And And that's exactly what we said. And obviously we're in Sweden now and West Wales and looking to go to other places. So, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, Kim. Just before we go, how can people reach out to you if they want to reach out to Wales England Care and Kim Churcher? Well, I'm on um, LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on social media. 
um, look me up. If you just type my, type my name into the Google search, it comes up. Um, and you'll be able to contact me. All my contact de details are on there. You'll be able to contact me uh, via social media. Fantastic. Pick well, up the phone. My numbers are on there. Just give me a call. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been, as I say, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, thank you very much for your time. I know it's been a really busy time for you. Appreciate you. Okay. Thanks, Trace. Thank you. Bye-bye. All bye -bye. right. Bye.